What's going on, guys? What's happening? I'm back. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, and this is Trust in Jesus Ministries as we're going over Genesis. We're on the second part of Abraham and Abimelech and his thing again. I mean, what's up? Why? What's wrong with Abraham, it seems like, man. But we're going to uh, read a little bit more, gain a little bit more insight on Abraham's part in this side. And see what it has to say. So if you haven't checked it out, read Genesis chapter 29 through 18. If you have, we're going to go ahead and dive in and see what it has to say. So what is the uh, this passage saying? So the first part we got was that Abraham obviously said that uh, Sarah was his uh, sister instead of his wife. And then because of that, Abimelech snatched her up, took her, and then God came and appeared to her. And now, um, now we get to see Abimelech a, a little bit, a little bit mad. You know what I'm saying? Which is uh, okay because he was kind of tricked or duped or fooled into getting into some trouble. And we saw that it wasn't the fact that uh, Abimelech knew of the sin which caused uh, problems to happen because it, it was in ignorance. But sin still occurred and punishment still happened. So, yeah, I think he, he has probably a little right to be mad. And so he goes and he adds, he's like, man, what have you done for this, this to do this sin to me? What have I done to you for this sin to happen? And Abraham's like, ah, it's, it's, it's not that. It's just I thought you didn't fear God, which means that he thought that they didn't, uh, A, first off, live according to the rules and the regulations that the God of the universe has authored for all of us to live by. And so he's saying that he doesn't he doesn't care about the things of God, that he's an immoral and evil person. And so that's why I thought. But then he says another reason. He's like, but she really is my sister. Like, you know, she's really my sister. She's the daughter of my father, but not of my mother. You know, and he's like, so I'm not really lying, <laughs> trying to shrink away from the thing. Because he's like, oh, yeah, you, you weren't lying that she wasn't your sister, but you weren't telling the truth because she was your wife, Abraham. Well, what are you tripping on? But anyway, after that, he says, and so every time I go to some place, he's like, I just say that uh, I told her to do this kindness to me whenever we were married, that you would tell people that uh, you are my uh, my my sister or I'm your brother. Like that would be the primary relationship, which is what is basically what he's saying is that that would be the primary relationship between them and not the fact that uh, she is um his wife and he is her husband. So he's trying to make the primary relationship something other than what it was meant to be, subverting the family, basically. And so after that, then um, Abimelech is like, oh, okay. He's like, he was kind of mad still, though. So I'm sure he didn't shrink it off easily, but he knew what uh, the he he knew there was something about Abraham because God spoke to him in that dream, and so obviously he forgave and and um, um, and then kind of like let all that stuff go away because he offers him some peace tithings. Man, he gives him some money uh, for the thing of Sarah that happened so that she could be vindicated before everybody. That everybody knew that she was still. Uh, um, holy and pure and in, in per se that she didn't defile herself with Abimelech. And then also uh, he gave um, Abraham some some uh, servants and, and uh, a maid servants, uh, uh, servants and uh, 
um, some cattle and sheep so that uh, he could make amends for that as well because of the sake that he took um, Sarah, uh, his wife, from him. So Abimelech tried to make make uh, make sure all that stuff was ready. And then after that, Abraham prayed because before he said he's a prophet, and he'll pray for you. And so Abraham prayed. And then it says that the wombs of all of the nation were open because God on this thing of what Abimelech did to uh, Abraham and Sarah, he closed all the wombs. He shut the wombs up of all of the nation. And so really it was like whenever God said that he would surely die if he didn't give back his wife, it wasn't just him dying. It was also his kingdom, not only him, but his entire kingdom who he represented was going to die because there was going to be no more children coming from that well of uh, that nation. And so because of uh, the thing of him giving back, Abraham praying, interceding, again, we talk about Abraham being a prophet, that uh, he intercedes on behalf of the people. He does that. God opens up their their wombs and then the nation becomes uh, prosperous again. So what does this say about God? Well, first off, God is faithful to his people. That's one of the main things that we're seeing is that he's faithful to his promise. Every time, every time, every time something happens, whether it be by the fate of someone else, maybe it be by the actions of Abraham himself or Sarah or some other um, event. God is still faithful to his promise, working and making a way in order for um, Abraham and Sarah to have this child so that this child can be a blessing and Abraham can be a blessing to the nations and that he would have this land that he promised him. So all of the things that's going on, no matter all of the, the troubles and the schemes and the wiles of either Satan, the nations himself, the world, like all of this. The things that we talk about really in um, in now when we, we think about who we have to fight against, who we war against in this world, whether it be ourselves, our sin of ourselves. Abraham clearly is trying to do that in this passage or whether it be the nations, which we see happen with Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, which is the world or Satan himself, which we uh, we see in the garden. Like all, all of these things, God is still making this promise that he is going to um, he's going to vindicate and uh, um, he's going to destroy the head of the serpent and that uh, we will be again in fellowship with him. That faith, that promise that he made, he is faithfully um, completing, bringing to completion. What's to say about man? Well, um I think it's saying that you never go too far to stumble. I think I talked about a little bit about that in the last episode, but it's still true now is that God, I mean, um, it is that, that we as men, um, no matter how close it seems we get to God, we are never going to be to perfection. We still fall and fumble, man. We saw just so much happening in Abraham's life as he began to grow and he begins to mature in his faith, his understanding of who God is and righteousness and truth. But still, we got him falling to this little thing, this little thing, falling, slinking away on trust in this little way. But we've seen him climb so many mountains of, of understanding the, the graciousness and the compassion that he should have. 
but he still falls here. And so I think that's just the plight of human humanity is that, man, we won't we won't be be perfect until we get back to until we uh, 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 either Christ comes back or we pass away and we go to be with him. Um, that's just the way it is. But that doesn't stop us from still trying to mature as Abraham was mature. And also our, our actions have consequences. So what Abraham did, it uh, ruined the nation. And it potentially had the, the if it wasn't for Abimelech and his repentance and his turn um, to the side of Abraham, and it could have ruined the nation forever. Now, we, when we live our lives, should recognize that other people may be influenced by them. And this could be a good or a bad influence. It may be a good influence. May it be a good influence. But remember that our actions have consequences that happen to others. So how do we apply these truths to our lives, man? Well, I think that um, understanding and knowing that, uh, uh, that as we follow Christ daily, as we live out this life and truth, that um, it's okay that we fall. Now, we shouldn't. I don't want to say, ah, go ahead and fall. Go ahead and do that. But I do want you to understand that it's okay that we fall. Just remember that you come back to him, that you you come in repentance and humility and walk with him again. That's what it's about. It's finding repentance and knowing grace and that God is faithful. See, that's the thing about faithfulness is that even though we fall, he's still right there to pick us back up. So stay focused on Christ. I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.